Welcome to the Students of Surgery podcast series, where we shed light on common surgical topics. Welcome back to our podcast, and today we're going to be talking about benign solid liver lesions with Dr. Henry Pretorius, a pathobiliary surgeon from Steve Beaker Academic Hospital. Dr. Pretorius, how do we classify benign solid liver lesions? So I think first thing you must look at is say, is it a cirrhotic or a non-cirrhotic liver? Um, today I think we should focus on the non-cirrhotic liver. Uh, cirrhotic liver is a completely different topic, um, I think. Um, then there's basically three main benign lesions which you should know of in the non-cirrhotic liver. These are hemangioma, focal nodular hyperplasia and hepatic adenoma. Then let's start with hemangiomas. How do patients who have hemangiomas present clinically? Benign lesions um, usually don't have much symptomatology. So if they have, it is non-specific and vague. Hemangiomas are quite, quite common um, and they can be quite large. They can be up to 20-25 centimeters in diameter. The important thing is they have no premalignant risk. Because they can become so large, the most common complaint would be a fullness or a loss of appetite or early satiety in a patient where this mass actually presses the stomach to become a bit smaller or compresses the duodenum, whichever one. Um, so this is the most common way which they present, but in modern medicine we are doing ultrasonography and CT scans on so many patients that a lot of times these are picked up incidentally when working up a patient for some other disease. How do you diagnose a hemangioma? So with most liver lesions we always um, put the emphasis on imaging. We diagnose liver lesions with imaging. They have distinct features and they can usually be um, differentiated on the imaging itself. Um, so hemangioma has a very pathognomic feature called centripetal filling with a contrasted CT scan, but it can also be picked up on ultrasound if you've got a very sensitive Doppler flow, you can actually see the flow within the solid lesion. And what does centripetal filling mean? So centro or centri means, to, it means center and petal means towards. So towards the center of the lesions, which means in the earlier phases of your contrast, it starts around the sides and the contrast moves slowly towards the middle of the lesion over time. Do hemangiomas ever present as an emergency? Very rarely they can present with a rupture. Um, and that, um, which means bleeding. And this it can become emergency, yes. How do you treat a patient who presents with a ruptured hemangioma as an emergency? There are basically three options, depending on what's available. But if you can, um, we would like to embolize the feeding vessel, which is the least invasive, and we can do it angi um, angiographically. Um, but you can also enucleate the inflow with lapros laparoscopy or open surgery. And if a really big lesion is bleeding and you can't find this, you can actually do a formal liver resection. In the elective, in other words, non-emergency setting, are there ever hemangiomas that require treatment? So, that's a good question. If a patient has symptoms and the thing is extremely large, um, one, there are treatment modalities available, but one should discuss with the patient the risk of treating the lesion and the benefit with one another. It is up to the patient, but small lesions, the answer would be no.
So if I understand what you're saying, most hemangiomas will not require any treatment. That is correct. Um, just once again, important things about hemangioma. One, do not biopsy the lesion. You diagnose on the scan. If you biopsy it, you have the risk of bleeding. Um, and then secondly, it has no malignant risk. So there's no need for you to go and remove it. What is FNH? So uh, focal nodular hyperplasia is um, it's an entity where uh, parts of the liver hypertrophies which have got abnormal biliary drainage and forms these little round balls of or masses within the liver. Um, it's, it's the second most common lesion you find um, that's benign in the liver um, and they have absolutely no malignant risk. The important thing with them is they usually don't exceed 10 centimeters in diameter and most of them are less than 5. Radiologically, how would one diagnose an FNH? The important thing with, with the classical features, they've got a central scar, which is, uh, is, is really important. They can be slightly hyper intense on the arterial face when you compare them to the liver, but they don't really turn white on the, on the CT scan phases. And then the very important thing is if you look at the T1 MRI features, they must be hypo intense. The other thing to remember is when we look at lesions, to look at the borders, they have very distinct borders. They can have septations within, but they don't have a true capsule. So even though they have a very distinct border, you don't see a capsule around them. And then if you really worry, you can do an alpha-feta protein and this should be normal. If these lesions are benign and also not pre-malignant, how should we treat them? This lesion have got really no malignant risk and barely ever complicates and I would say no management is required. I've heard that one should advise stopping oral contraceptive use in these patients. Is this correct? Now, knowing that these lesions are also common in young females and they tend to grow on estrogen, if the patient is using estrogen, I would just consider stopping the estrogen use. The third lesion that you mentioned was hepatic adenomas. What are they? So hepatic adenomas are benign proliferation of, of hepatocytes. They're usually single and they are also found much more common in females. Hepatic adenomas are known to be pre-malignant lesions. Are there any suspicious features in an adenoma that would make you worry that it has become malignant? So, um, yes, there are actually quite a few. Um, one is if the lesion is more than five centimeters diameter, already you should be worried. Um, if you have documented growth of the lesion, this should also put a bit of suspicion in your mind that this may, may be a malignant lesion. If the female is planning pregnancy or if she's in a second trimester of pregnancy. And then the other very important one is if it's a man. If a man gets hepatic adenoma, even if it's not malignant, got a very high risk of transforming into a malignancy. What features do you look for in radiological imaging to diagnose an adenoma? 
So the important thing about hepatic adenomas is they can look a lot like an HCC would, but it's just a non-serotic liver without risk factors like hepatitis B. Um, so they have arterial enhancement and they've got a venous phase washout, the hyperintense in the T1 imaging phases. Um, if you do a contrast MRI, they, the contrast phase is the same as with a CT scan. Um, and then they've got a well-defined border, whereas HCC probably would not. What is the management of liver adenomas? So one, um, if it's a small lesion and it's a low-risk patient, like a young female who's not pregnant, etc., one could observe them and six-monthly survey them. But if the lesion is larger, symptomatic, if it's got high-risk features like it's a man or a woman without estrogen use, I would consider resecting the lesion electively. Not all liver lesions have a classical appearance on radiological imaging. So in this case, what would be your approach to these patients to get a diagnosis of what their liver lesion is? If the features on the liver lesion, whether a mangioma, focal nodular hyperplasia, or hepatic adenoma are not classical of that lesion and you are unsure if you diagnosis, do not do a percutaneous biopsy, but rather do a formal resection of the lesion for histology. I realize that the topic of this podcast is benign solid liver lesions, but are there any non-infective benign cystic liver lesions that our listeners should know about? Know about? Yes. Know much about? Probably not. Um, there are two main ones. Um, there's the congenital cyst, which is a simple cyst. It's got no septations, it's thin-walled, clear content, and requires really no management. If it's really big, sometimes we will aspirate and stereotherapy into it, um, but most of the time requires no therapy and has got no malignant potential. So the other one is polycystic liver disease. Uh, polycystic liver disease associated with polycystic kidney disease. Um, there's two genes, uh, PCKD1 or 2. Um, but the important thing is here that their liver function is completely reserved. So besides for the mass effect, um, it really has, requires no therapy. And um, these patients, other than the cyst in the kidney, which actually damage their kidneys, they usually end up um, dying from the renal dysfunction. Do you have any take-home messages for our listeners? So I think the take-home message is the same as for all liver lesions. The diagnosis is made on imaging. You refer these patients to a multidisciplinary team to be discussed and evaluated. And biopsies are not done unless it's decided by an MDT. Thank you for coming in today, Dr. Pretorius, and I'm sure we'll hear from you in the future. This edition of the Students of Surgery podcast has been produced by TuxFM. Visit www.tuxfm.co.za for young, fresh and relevant content. That was another edition of the Students of Surgery podcast series, where we shed light on common surgical topics.